everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. And today is Thursday, December 1st. And we'll be chatting about movies from December 2nd to the 8th. And just the two of us today. Once again, uh, everyone else who is interested in participating is busy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the hardest thing in the world to kind of mesh schedules sometimes. But uh, we have a little bit of a shorter week because this is one of the weeks that Ottawa Film Society rents out the theater, which happens once a month for however many months a year. Yeah, until the uh, until the summer. Yeah, and so that means that they're um, private screenings that kind of eat up three double bill slots from Tuesday to Thursday, mm-hmm. and so slightly smaller schedule. I like these smaller schedules though because it means we only have four movies, mm-hmm. and especially in the past couple of months, I've just been missing everything. Like yeah. I, I've just been. Uh, just other work pops up or, or obligations or I'm just exhausted and can't make it in, but I've, I've missed a lot of, a lot of stuff. So when it's only four movies in a week, I have a bit better chance of actually coming in and getting to see everything. So uh, we will kick things off. We have three Ottawa premieres this week, which is pretty cool. Uh, maybe we'll talk about the one non-Ottawa premiere first, uh, The Carer, which I find strangely hard to pronounce, even though it's a small word. Mm-hmm. The Carer. Carer. Yeah, The Carer. So it's a UK film uh, starring Brian Cox, and it is about a, I think, a famous old actor guy in an old age home, mm-hmm. and his nurse is a aspiring actress, and it's basically one of those kind of British feel-good, you know... Yeah, apparently it's a little similar to... Uh the Untouchables. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Intouchable. Uh, so like an an odd couple movie. It's basically yeah. that kind of thing. That movie's getting remade too. Not Odd Couple. The Untouchables or Untouchables. The Untouchables. The Untouchables. Yeah. <laughs> I always say Untouchables. Not the Untouchables. Not the Untouchables. Uh, so the care is Brian Cox, uh, who's a great character actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, more mainstream audiences probably know him from X Men Two. Super uh, Troopers. Super Troopers. <laughs> yeah, but a ton of Shakespearean stage actor kind yeah. of guy. Um, he was and, Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter. Oh, I always forget that. Yeah, yeah. I just watched that again recently. Yeah, because that goes what it, it's Manhunter, then a giant gap, and then Science of then the Lambs. Science of the Lambs, but like unrelated. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. Well, Manhunter, I think is is that before Silence of the Lambs? Is it technically well? Because how did it work? Because then they did Silence. Must of, be. They did like three. They ended up doing sequels eventually. Red Dragon and Hannibal, right? So I think well, Red Dragon is 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 uh, Manhunter. Manhunter, yeah. So in in that trilogy, they mm-hmm. they negated Manhunter out and said this is our Anthony Hopkins yeah. movies now. But yeah, I always forget he's in that. But uh, and and the other kind of, I'm not sure if it's like one line or what. But the poster says, I believe it says, with a special appearance by Roger Moore. Yeah, Sir Roger Moore. Sir Roger Moore. So I don't know how big enough appearance that is, but. Roger Moore has a special appearance in this film, a cameo nonetheless. I'm sure he's another... I wonder if he plays himself. I don't know. If it's an old age home with a bunch of old actors in it, he could play himself. Um, But yeah, so for for James Bond completists (laughs) who haven't seen Roger Moore on screen since Spice World 20 years ago, (laughs) uh, he makes an appearance as well. So yeah, so we have that, The Carer, coming up. So then three premieres. Uh, one of our premieres is Southside with You. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called, yeah. Yep. So Southside with You is the kind of a day-in-the-life story of, I'm not sure how old, but a young Barack Obama. 
Yeah, it's set in 1989 yeah, in Chicago. So, so somebody do the math on that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. That. And it's uh, him on his first date with Michelle, or Michelle Obama to be. Yeah. Uh, it looks interesting. It, it's uh, it's very short. I like short films. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's under ninety minutes. It's like eighty four minutes. Yeah, it's their first date. Yeah, and I think that's it. So it's not really a biopic in the sense of them in their youth or him, you know, on his path to become president, but just kind of a window into two people who twenty years later are going to be very famous mm-hmm. and very influential. And, um, yeah, and I was like, I don't think there will ever – You, I think you made the joke. There will never be a movie like this for Donald Trump, I no. don't think. <laughs> I Probably don't, not. I don't think the masses will be clamoring for a, a, a young Donald Trump. Well, maybe a young Donald Trump movie. Romantic biopic. No, not, it, not about meeting uh, his first wife. It would have to be a spoof, you know – Maybe a funnier die spoof. Yeah, Will Ferrell yeah. style. Will Ferrell or somebody. Who did it? Yeah, or like, yeah, Johnny Depp playing him or something. But um, yeah, so it, that looks like a very uh, nice independent. It's been a film festival kind of darling. And uh, I think there's another. Somebody was saying there's another Barack Obama movie circling. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Oh, is and it? It's, okay. It's called Barry, and it's uh, Barack Obama in New York in the early '80s. Forget I mentioned it. <laughs> There's um, no such thing as Netflix. But, uh, so it's yeah, that's like even younger. It's always interesting that, uh, like, we we just screened a movie that I missed that I really want to see, but we just screened Snowden, and it's always interesting that, uh, or like, there's a movie coming out called uh, Jackie with Natalie Portman, and it's always interesting that. Stuff keeps coming. Like, you would think, like, oh, we've told this story. But there's always going to be a new JFK genre movie. There's always going to be a new World War II movie, especially. Like, like the, we always have stories to tell. And so now, in the next 20 years, I'm wondering if there's going to be same thing. There'll just be a bunch of more Barack Obama stories. I mean, mm-hmm. like, Oliver Stone himself did what? Like, although not about JFK specifically, but he did JFK. He did Nixon. Nixon. W. W, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be more. Um, well, well, there'll probably be a Will Smith, big, like, big budget yeah. biopic. Yeah, more of like a, an Oscar grab kind of heroic. But these smaller independent movies seem like a better idea because they're not about how he became president. They're about, like, early in his life. Yeah. Which sound more interesting. I'm always, like, I guess, what are the logistics? Like, when you're, anybody can make a movie about Barack Obama, I guess as long as it's not slanderous, as long as it's not making things up. Well, I mean, all these movies are fictionalized. Oh, you know? yeah, for they sure. They can't be so factually accurate. Yeah, I, and, and that's what, what a lot of filmmakers always say is that, yeah, this, this is not a – I mean, even documentaries are, are subjective at best sometimes because it's really easy to leave out or put in certain things. Mm-hmm. But I always think of it because a, a few years ago – man, I, I guess it must have been eight years ago – there was a, a Spider-Man comic with Barack Obama on the cover, and it was Spider-Man meeting Barack Obama. Oh. And at the same time, of course, there's like a Mad Magazine with Barack on it, or he's on South Park or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's just once you're in the public eye, you're, you're kind of in the public eye. And as long as somebody's not coming out specifically and not parodying you but just making up a bold-faced lie, they just kind of can do it, mm-hmm. I guess. You know? or like, oh, yeah, do- you can be parodied. Like There's W, I'm, I'm sure the George W. Bush camp wasn't thrilled about Oliver Stone making a movie about him, but it just kind of goes. 
part of the part of the package, I guess. Yeah, because like back in it's, it's back in the day, there's not as much now, but like you know, even you know, there'd be like a Donald Duck cartoon where he's like a Nazi, mm-hmm. and you don't see that anymore. That's not no. a thing anymore. Uh, there's South Park, or there's there's that kind of parody, but not quite the same heavy political cartoons in that sense. But uh, but yeah, so uh, Barack Obama, Southside with you. I was just in Chicago, so this is interesting. I'll see if I recognize any of the sites that they're walking around. Um, so that's our first premiere. Our second premiere this week is Sky on Fire. Another Hong Kong action film from uh, the director of City on Fire, Ringo Lam. And so this, although I think it's safe that this is kind of, you can just come see this movie. This is, what, technically like the fifth fire movie, the fifth fill-in-the-blank fire movie? Yeah, I think it's part of a loose series, but yeah. I don't think you need to see the, the other films to know what's going on. Yeah, it's not specifically the fifth chapter in a book, but it's just the fifth movie with from the director with fire in the title, action-based. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing very well with Asian films of various countries of late, whether it be Hong Kong or Hong Kong films or... Uh, Films from South Korea, uh, which is great. I, I love screening that kind of stuff. So hopefully this will continue with this film. Uh, it's kind of a spoiler right on the poster slash trailer, but they show a building exploding. Mm-hmm. And so although it's about kind of a, almost like a, a medical thriller, I guess you could say, there's some kind of medical tie-in where it's like somebody, uh, the bad guys are stealing something from... A hospital, I believe. They steal uh, a young thief and his accomplices steal a groundbreaking curative medicine. Yeah, so it's like a a and it's you know there, there's a battle to keep it from falling into the wrong hands. Yeah, and it looks quite action packed. It looks it, it, good uh, feedback online, and it's just it's often tough. You know, we would we would love to show all kinds of stuff like this, but we have to kind of balance it because <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes a very cool genre movie will garner five people coming out to see it and like three of them are us and we didn't pay to get in so we have to kind of balance that a bit uh but yeah so sky on fire our second premiere this week and then our third auto premiere is a music documentary um once more with feeling one more time with feeling this one more is time uh feeling. nick cave and the bad seeds technically yes. it's a document like a te- technically it's the making of an album right i think it's called skeleton tree yeah um but what happened was Nick Cave's 15-year-old son uh, died tragically in an accident. Right. And so that ends up informing uh, the making of the album and the film. So you see him kind of go through the grieving process. And from what I could see just from... I've only seen the trailer so far, but it, it seems like very much... It's in the studio. It's very kind of simple. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to see a lot of outside stuff. So it's mm-hmm. a very... Almost like claustrophobic feeling. It's black and white. It was shot in 3D, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Not that we're, we can't show it in 3D, but yeah. apparently it was shot in 3D for some reason. I don't know. And it's, it's um, <laughs> I admit I'm not, uh, don't, I, I'm not a Nick Cave aficionado, mm-hmm. uh, but I think his, his genre of music is often kind of somber yeah. and dark. So on top of what would have maybe been kind of a dark documentary anyhow it also throws in this horrible twist that his son dies Mm -hmm. and they continue with the album i don't know if they talk about it explicitly in the documentary but it it's sort of there like you know 
I don't think they do. Yeah, even in the press release, it just kind of says it says like um, an unspoken of yeah uh, incident happens. Yeah. So uh, there might be little hints that something bad happened, and almost not to make light of it all, but in the kind of the show must go on, they continue and finish the album. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that long. I mean, sometimes time blurs in movies we screen. But was it last year? About a year ago, we screened the movie with Nick Cave that was... Um, 20,000... 20,000 days. days. on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was really good. And that was about his... Like, what's the math on his birthday, right? It was like his, his approximately Yeah, that 20, was more 000. about his overall career, I guess. And it was a weird kind of pseudo-documentary that had yeah. fiction put into it, had actors put into it. Yeah. There was a couple parts where I admit I had no idea what was going on, or I was like, it was kind of interesting where I was like, wait, is this a guy? Is this documentary? Is this an actor? Yeah. And, yeah. but, yeah, so it, it's, it hasn't been that long since he was on our screen previously with another kind of strange, dark indie film. Um, but, yeah, music films do well with us, too, of various genres, and interesting to get this up on screen because someone like Nick Cave, um, I could be wrong about this, but isn't kind of a top-of-the-charts kind of guy. Well, he's has, been around for so long. Been around forever. Since, and has, you know, the early 80s. Like a, um, a musician's musician, like mm-hmm. uh, very highly praised and has a very loyal, slightly smaller fan base. And it's always interesting when we make an announcement like this on Twitter or Facebook, you could see their hardcore fans very excited about it and it's kind of the same with any movie but with this it's it's uh maybe someone who hasn't had a chance to see them live can come see this and it's kind of close yeah. close to seeing them that's what i liked about you know something like stop making sense like i'm probably never going to get to see the talking heads live yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're getting back yeah. together so that's the next best thing yeah so so yeah so that's that's our four movies this week as mentioned uh our nights will be eaten up a bit by Uh, Ottawa Film Society. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in that, you can check out their website, which is a website I can't believe they managed to get, which is just filmfilmfilm.ca. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, we host them for a couple of double bills. I believe we have their international series, and then Mm -hmm. elsewhere they have um, the French language language series. I even noticed they had a screening at, like, the Bytown, so they kind of, they Mm -hmm. they, they hop around That's where they have the French language. Oh, do they? Yeah, Yeah. so they, which is nice. So they kind of hop around between Ottawa's two uh, independent uh, one-screen theaters. Uh, So since we have time, maybe we'll just plug a bunch of stuff we have coming up. Um, We finalized... And again, I'm sorry if I'm repeating this because it's a blur. Whenever you do a podcast, mm-hmm. it's a blur of whether you just talk to your friend about this off mic. Yeah. Or if you've talked about this on microphone. And there'll be times where, like, Andrew and I or Lee and I will have a conversation. And then I'm just like, was that on the podcast or not on the podcast? <laughs> but so we'll just um, whip through these here, some of the upcoming stuff we have. Uh, very excited to have uh, booked another Saturday morning cartoon party. Mm-hmm. That's right, uh, right before Christmas? Right before Christmas. Uh, that'll be Saturday, December 17th. Uh, I, I triple-check this. It will indeed be Christmas-themed programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about all the information I can give you. We don't know more than that. But it'll be anything like older screenings we've had with this group. It's kind of bizarre Saturday morning stuff from kind of the heyday of the 60s and 70s, maybe stuff a bit more than that, uh, more recent than that. 
even for kind of cartoon nerds like myself, there's stuff that I've never heard of before that pop up on screen. Uh, but yeah, so it'll be Christmas themed stuff. So do come out to that. It's always fun. We'll have the cereal buffet. Uh, buffet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very healthy. Uh, someone, I think, kind of jokingly asked if we were going to have vegan options. And I was like, we do have vegan options because although it might not be healthy, some of that soy junk milk? food cereal. We have the soy milk. Yeah. But um, I, don't, I haven't done the shopping yet. So I'm not saying, don't quote me on this of what we're going to have there. But um, Captain Crunch, uh, uh, Frosted Flakes, uh, Reese Peanut Butter Puff cereal, Alphabets are all vegan. So you can eat all those without worrying about Mm-hmm. It really, it's gelatin in those little um, uh, marshmallows. That, that's what you have to, to be aware of if you're a vegan. Mm-hmm. But uh, otherwise, we'll have some options there. And uh, always encourage people to wear your best uh, Saturday morning pajamas. And uh, bring a feel free to bring a reasonably sized bowl. I've seen a couple <laughs> people bringing like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like witches' cauldrons. Popcorn uh, yeah, bowls. To uh, fill up. So be... Be, uh, be nice about that, and then that'll uh, help us from using one less bowl to throw away. Uh, also on, on uh, the Christmas theme, uh, just because December's only so big and we have a bunch of other stuff planned already, but the next day on December 18th, we have our monthly kids club screening, and it's going to be um, A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic. Uh, it's one of those films which is right on the cusp of being, being a Canadian film or an American film. Mm-hmm. Because it's a uh, a Canadian filmmaker telling the story of his youth growing up. I'm not sure where, but somewhere in Ontario, somewhere on the outskirts of well, Toronto. It's, ba- it's based on what's his name, Gene Shepherd. Yes, who was this radio host and storyteller? Oh yeah. So it's based on. I think it's more based on his upbringing. And that you're right. You're totally right. That's another blur where it's based on an American story yeah. on a radio that a Canadian person heard, adapted slightly to kind of canadian iconic stuff like uh licking a flagpole or you know just snow uh snow suits all that kind of stuff and then the film itself was filmed in canada and in one of the cold places in the states it was like mm-hmm. minnesota but it's i think it's set it's set in, in the, the states, states. it's yeah. an american story yeah i almost kind of put it on the same also not quite the same but it's almost like with you know a film like scott pilgrim where it's a canadian comic and set in canada but it's a British filmmaker, an American production company, mm-hmm. etc. So, and Bob Clark was an American. He was from Florida. Oh man, that blurs it even more. I think more. he started making films in Florida, and then he came to Canada, oh. and I think he became a Canadian citizen. See, I thought he was Canadian. Films. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think eventually he became Canadian. Yeah, but he, he's from the states. And it's one of those movies where we've had a couple of requests, even from from little ones, about like, "Hey, can you screen ET? Can you screen Goonies?" And I was a little bit hesitant just because uh, of trying to make a kids' club screening as family-friendly as possible. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these 80s films, although they're rated PG and a lot of people would not be offended by them, Mm -hmm. they still consider them kind of like a family classic, have a lot of swearing in them. And so I kind of put a little asterisk on the the post on Facebook just saying that although this is considered a family classic, just remember that there's some swearing in it. And even if you look on the IMDb page, the kind of breaks down offensive things in every movie they, they kind of say it's all jokingly swearing though it's all kind of like uh comedic swearing um so yeah so glad to get that on screen again this year because again in a, in a in a perfect world we would have like 
20 Christmas movies, but they kind of don't really draw a crowd. Mm-hmm. And we have at least one rental that's going to be showing a Christmas classic, so you can still get to see something on our screen. And so, yeah, so with A Christmas Story and Saturday Morning Cartoons, we at least have a few things uh, for the Christmas season. And um, then we also have, we kind of mentioned before, but I'll just quickly say we have Old Stone coming up December 9th. Mm-hmm. It's another uh, Hong Kong film. Anti-Birth, December 9th as well, which looks like a weird... Twisted horror film. Horror film. Starring uh, Natasha Leone. And, or uh, Leone. Leone, yeah. <laughs> uh, Operation Avalanche, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, kind of a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um, is it done like found footage style? I haven't even seen the trailer for it. I think it's like a, a dramatization. Drama, yeah, pseudo-documentary yeah. dramatization. It's like about uh, the faked moon landing and conspiracies around that. Um, which, yeah, I, there's been a couple movies like that over the years, uh, but this has been getting some really good reviews. And, yeah, so looking forward to Operation Avalanche. Uh, then we have Railroad Taggers. We don't have a date set for that yet. It's the new Jackie Chan film. But uh, stay tuned, and we'll have uh, news on that coming up soon, uh, premiere of that in January. So, yeah, so cutting it short a bit this week just because we only have four movies to talk about, and there's only two of us here. But we'll uh, wrap things up. Andrew has to get ready for tonight's uh, screenings at the Mayfair Theater. Um, be f- sure to go visit our friends at House of Targa across the street. Always fun stuff going on over there. I've been guilty of not being there in a while, but I want to go back soon for free play. I know they're doing a Boxing Day free play, mm-hmm. which will be pretty fun. Um, and in terms of our little Audible deal, um, I'm sure you could find endless books about Barack Obama to go and yeah. check out and download. Including his, his memoir. Oh, is that out? Did he read <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. I like it when they, I, I'm, I like it when, whether it be a comedian, you know, Steve Martin, Tina Fey, mm-hmm. reads their own uh, book. It, it's just like being at a one-person show. Uh, But yeah, so stay tuned to all of uh, our website and social media, and we'll have more news soon on upcoming screenings. Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you later. In this modern age, too many people have lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Mom! Hush! Shut up, Ralphie! So now, in the spirit of the original... I made you! Stop! Tradition... American Christmas. Thanks a lot. MGM presents a Christmas story. And unwraps the secrets. Did they get a tie this year? Of the original, traditional. You look like a deranged Easter bunny. 100% two fisted, red blooded. It's smiling at me. All American Christmas. A Christmas story.